Okay. Okaidi, welcome back to my channel, Made Between the Pages. My name is Taylor, and today we have another episode of Page Chewing for you guys. We have two very special guests who I have known for quite some time, basically since the beginning of BookTube, but surprisingly, I, we talk more behind the scenes. Like, I don't think we've done a bunch of live stuff together, really. So I'm excited to finally have my co-host, Steve, meet these other wonderful booktubers. So if you guys don't mind, maybe we could just go, maybe start with, I always do the wrong direction, start with Sophia <laughs> and then go to Tammy. Um, if you wouldn't mind, just a little self-intro, who you are and, and what you do in this space. <laughs> No pressure. <laughs> Hi, my name is Sophia. I run the channel called Fantasy Book Addict, where we mostly talk about adult fantasy, but I do occasionally talk about other genres and other age groups. <laughs> I love how you said we, as if, as if it's not just you. <laughs> How about you, Tammy? <laughs> My name is Tammy from the channel Tammy Tries to Read. I also mostly read fantasy. I feel like we all do. That's mm -hmm. how we kind of became friends. Um, but I also read some other stuff as well. Um, getting more into translated works um, and like more literary fiction as well. Mm hmm. The big brain listen, stuff. Yeah, the big brain stuff. Listen, I'm going back. Listen, I'm going back to my literary fiction days. When I was 13, I was like, "This is all I'm going to read. I'm never going to read another children's book again." <laughs> Who needs that, right? Who and then middle grade. Books? And then in your late 20s, early 30s, you're like, "Middle exactly. grade? Where have you been?" Yeah, exactly. Yeah. I'm like reading all the books that I never read growing up because I was too. <laughs> stuck up and like pretentious <laughs> we just have some comments hello. coming in hi Yanni. hello and hi oh, Esme. hello thanks for coming by yeah steve is a was a horror reader right before he got on here yeah and that uh i, I still read horror now and then but it's a lot of fantasy this with when you're reading a 600 page fantasy book it's hard to do a whole lot more than that sometimes so I feel yeah. like there's so much overlap between horror and like fantasy yeah. though. Like it's all in my head, it's all under the speculative like umbrella, mm -hmm. you know? Mm -hmm. Yeah. Mm -hmm. yeah, I agree. Yeah, we got him. We got him in there. And you know what we got him to read, Tammy? Dandelion Dynasty? King. Yes! <laughs> yes! Sophia too, we got Sophia too. Yes, we got them both. Literally, literally, yeah. listen, listen. Oh that God. series is my life, okay? Yeah. Right? But, like, the thing is, like, for me, I was so nervous to read it. Because, like, I heard Taylor, Tammy, Lena, Katie. Yeah. Like, everybody was just like, oh, this is great. This is the best thing ever. And I'm just like, I'm going to read it. Like, the FOMO is real. And then yeah. Tammy was like, oh, Mm, I don't know if you're gonna right. like this. Like, yeah. I think it was upon a burning throne. Yes, I didn't. That's like. my reason. Yeah, because yeah. in my, I read them. I read Grace of Kings in 2020, and then I read Upon a Burning Throne like May-ish 2021. And I was like, when I had read Upon a Burning Throne, I was like, this is this is giving me those Grace of Kings feels, mm -hmm. and it's written in a very similar way in in, in which it's like 
third person omniscient and that kind of like storytelling style. And then I was like, Sophia, I don't know if you didn't like the Fond of Burning Throne. Yeah. I don't know if you'll like Grace of Kings because I always recommend them in tandem. Like I always say, if you mm-hmm. like Dandelion Dynasty, I think you'll like um, mm-hmm. Upon a Burning Throne. It is smaller scale, I think, slightly just because the series got cut short. I'm talking about mm-hmm. it. It's fine. <laughs> but, <laughs> yeah, but like, as I it think... stands, it's a, it's a uh, smaller scale series. I think but with the same I'm... kind of vibes, right? With the same yeah. kind of vibes. Like, very, same kind of like tropes as well, like with the meddling gods and like um, the royal family kind of family drama kind of situation. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. But the thing is, I like the characters in Dandelion Dynasty, especially in the second book. They're all unhinged, and I'm just like, that, that's a word. I, that's a word you could use. Yes. Yeah. <laughs> oh my god. Oh my god. I was just like, girl. She's, she's my ultimate unhinged milf. I yeah. love her. <laughs> you'll know. You'll know exactly no, what those words were when you get into it. You will. <laughs> Once you get to the veiled throne, you're like, oh, she's really a milf, and she's, she's also really unhinged. She's out there. She's out there. Yes, Yanni. Yeah, you were yes. one of the first people I heard talk about it. You, Tammy, and Lena were the ones who got me onto it before it was cool. But um, now it's cool. You have to be unhinged. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah. Well, you've read some some really darker stuff that you've kind of convinced me to to like dip my toe into. I haven't yet, but our Scott. Baker, Backer, mm-hmm. right? Yeah. That's one that you, you've read yeah. a lot of. I, I Talk about Unhinged, right? <laughs> I thought that was dark until I read uh, Anna Smith Sparks' Empires of Dust. Mm. Really? <laughs> really? Uh, what kind of like themes one. does it work um, with? It's like um, family history. It's um, like fate and destiny, like um, whether it's, you know, you have control over what, you know, but there are some battle scenes in it, and some of the violence is, you know, in some fantasy books, the violence is really uh, out there. You know, it's really like, mm-hmm. you know, it's it's with powers or it's, uh, you know, but in this book, it gets really ground level, and um, mm. she has beautiful writing, and it it just that combined with the violence is, I, I had to take a little break after after the last book. <laughs> if it makes you take a break, I'm a tread with caution, yeah. <laughs> but. <laughs> Uh, we also had a comment from Esme. I almost started upon a burning throne this month, but then I didn't. Now yes. I'm going to prioritize it, though. Yeah. Yes. Well, Esme's taste is just. I also think the audiobook is like, it, it's really grown on me. At first, I was like, I don't know how I feel about this because it's one of the narrators from. <laughs> What's that book? I, I see Sophia. <laughs> it's, it's one of the it's one of the Rune narrators King. from Rune of Kings, and I hated Rune of Kings. And at first, I was like, I think it's because I hated the audiobook, but then also mm. I just hated the book. And then, mm-hmm. and then I, and then upon a burning throne, that series I've been listening to on audio, like on rereads and also like hybrid read when I first read it. And like, I was like, actually, I quite like this narrator. Mm-hmm. It's, I mean, I wouldn't say I like it, but like, it's not, it's not as bad as Michael Kramer. That's for sure. <laughs> I, thought you were I like Michael Kramer. I am not a fan. I am not a fan. Oh that man God. needs to learn how to enunciate. Like I, <laughs> I can't. <laughs> he just like mumbles a lot and then like randomly like is really dramatic in some moments for no reason and i'm like he's really isn't dramatic he... when he says people's names which really mm. bothers me mm. isn't he the brandon sanderson guy he he's is the, the brandon yeah. sanderson guy he, he is he's the sando guy he also does mm-hmm. the dandelion dynasty he yeah. does he, he does. does a lot does. of like the a lot mm. of the big sff the biggies mm-hmm. yeah 
So we had initially came up with a question that we wanted to ask you guys, because this is one of the first page chewings, I think, where all of us are booktubers. Um, unfortunately, PL couldn't make it today. Um, he really wanted to be here, but things came up. So. Um, so this is the first one where all booktubers. So we wanted to ask a question specifically about the tubes, which is how has this space affected your reading? And it could be, you know, what books you read or how fast you read or what's on your radar, just anything that comes to your mind where it's changed it. Uh, because for me, I actually made a video, I think it was last year maybe, about how BookTube has changed my reading. And in the process of making that video, I realized how drastic the change was, right? So we already talked about the fact that the fantasy group, we got Steve, you know, so that kind of changed <laughs> him in that regard. But for you guys, does anything come to mind that this space has has changed for you? Mm, it's changed for me in both good and bad ways. I think because I'm reviewing books for an audience, it's made me a lot more critical of the books I read. So like before I would just be like, yeah, this is a five star and this is a five star. And I wouldn't be able to discuss in detail like why the book made me feel a certain way but I feel like now that I'm on booktube it's given me like the language to be able to discuss the different aspects of literature and you know get my complex thoughts down in a better way is it the best no <laughs> there are people that <laughs> that do a better job of reviewing but I feel like I've gotten better um, it's also made me more aware of authors of color. So before I used to be one of those people that I'm just like, whatever I see off the shelf, I'm just going to pick it up and I'm just going to read it. Like, I don't care. But especially being on Twitter and having and seeing authors have conversations about issues facing BIPOC authors within the publishing industry, that has made me want to go out of my way and pick up more books by authors of color and uplift their voices. Mm -hmm. yes. <laughs> Solid points. <laughs> Solid. Very well said. <laughs> mm -hmm. yeah. What about you, Tammy? I feel like it's changed everything for me because like, it's also like I didn't really watch BookTube before I started BookTube. So I think that's mm -hmm. another thing. Cause like, I know Sophia, you watched BookTube before you started BookTube, right? <laughs> yeah. Cause like, for me, it's like, I feel like if I had started watching BookTube before I started BookTube, I think I don't think the change would have been as drastic because like I would have at least gotten recommendations and like, you know, gotten the books and stuff. But prior to starting BookTube, I hadn't read for like too many years. <laughs> I don't even want to say how many years, <laughs> like close to yeah. 10 years. <laughs> like, I think over the course of over the course of like between high school, like graduating high school, and then like when I started BookTube in 2020, I think I total those like eight years or nine years or whatever, read maybe like 30 books over those mm -hmm. many years. Whereas like now I, I'm at like, I read like 100 books a year. It's, it's very drastically changed how much I read. A, because like in my head, I'm like, I also like need to make content, so I gotta read. Yeah. Um, but also, <laughs> I think the biggest change for me is audiobooks because, like, I didn't really my listening comprehension is not very good at all. So I just like never read audiobooks because, like, I could never understand them. Um, but then I think a discovering that you can change the speed 
was a game changer for me. And then also just like, because I felt like I needed to read more and then audiobooks enable you to like read in times, like when you're driving or whatever, where you normally wouldn't be able to read. And so like, I just felt like I needed to read audiobooks to get my numbers up at the beginning. But then now like I've really, I love audiobooks mm -hmm. <laughs> now, but like at the beginning, at the beginning, that's kind of how I got into audiobooks. And I think audiobooks are one of the big things that like being on booktube has like made me read more and it's also helped with my listening comprehension which is like a great a great yeah. thing because I suck at it <laughs> <laughs> practicing while having fun right exactly exactly what uh what speed uh, do, you know, do you normally listen at on your would you listen to audiobooks now I'm like a 1.75 to two times <laughs> that's kind of like my happy medium because I find mm. one time's like so slow. I literally like that's mm. that's the speed where I'm like I can't understand a single word. Like these are just words, a string of words, but they're not mm -hmm. like they don't form a sentence. They don't form a coherent like idea in my head. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. Yeah, yeah. Mm. That's interesting because uh, in a previous conversation, it might have been with Ryan Cahill actually, where this came up. But uh, <laughs> yeah, well, yeah, it was. but yeah, it was it was Ryan. Okay, so. For for me as well, I also watch YouTube on two times speed. Same. So I've done. Same. I've done I'm this so sorry to everyone for okay? watch hours. <laughs> like, no, but it's I, if people I'm say they don't do it and yet they keep up with everyone, I don't know how they're doing it. Let's just put it that way. There's no way. Um, so I've I full fully have the knowledge that I've done this to myself, but I cannot listen to even podcasts now below one point seven five. I was I gonna say. Podcasts and, on um, Spotify, you can now speed up the speed too. And so now I can yep. listen to podcasts and I'm like, wow, yep. what a what a world out there. <laughs> right. <laughs> right. That I can in, right? But it's funny because for us, we're thinking about getting through what we want to listen mm -hmm. to, right? But a perspective that I had never not never thought of, but didn't occur to me was so strong was for Ryan as an author, he's like, I know how hard my audiobook narrator worked. And he's like, the tone of the narrator changes and the way yeah. they say names changes. And so he says, for me, when I'm listening to audiobooks, I have to do one time speed because I have that perspective as like an author and I need to hear it the way that they intended it. I'm going to so, counter this because I actually hate this. I see it all the time. You, you have like audio really? saying this all the time and I actually hate it. Like Kate, Why? I think Kate, Kate Redding and Michael Kramer also like said the same thing. And they're like, if you don't listen, if you listen to it on anything other than one time speed, then you're, you know, like disrespecting the art of audiobook narrating. And I'm like, stop, please stop. Like, <laughs> like, for, why, me, though? like for me, it's like, a, I think a lot of audiobook narrators speak slowly, like more slowly on purpose mm -hmm. in order for people to understand who need it to be like read to them more slowly. And so at one time speed, like that is not the speed a normal person, like an average person talks like that is slower than mm -hmm. average. And second mm -hmm. of all, like a lot of people like for, for me at one time speed, those words mean nothing to me. And so like mm -hmm. to say that I'm disrespecting the art of like audiobook narrator just because I listen to it on a faster speed, I think that's like a ridiculous argument. You know what I mean? Mm -hmm. Like I think it you're was still getting like, paid. You're still getting uh, paid the same amount of money. Like I'm still paying you for your product. Like you know what I mean? Mm. Like I don't feel like it's I just feel like it's a silly argument. Like I understand yeah. the perspective where you're like, oh, I wish people listened to it. But I also don't because I don't get offended when people watch my videos on two times speed. So like I'm not like 
I intended for this video to be one time speed. And so like, I don't know, like it, it's a weird argument to me. I think when he was saying it was less like disres like other people are disrespecting, but more mm-hmm. like he can't because that's he's fair. in that mind space, you know? So that's he's fair. like, he's saying, yeah. I don't understand how other people do it was what he was saying. Cause for that's him, totally he's fair. like, I like, can't. If- if as a consumer, he's like, this is how I like to consume it. That's totally fine. It's for me. It's mm-hmm. like when audiobook narrators make this argument, I'm just like, please let it go. <laughs> just let it go. <laughs> yeah. Well, that'll be a debate for the ages. <laughs> let people sound off on that in the comments. Um, I also I wanted to make sure that I put this up while we were up. Hi, Lana. Hello. Thank you for staying up. Um, a couple. Being aware of what books are yes. coming out makes you excited yeah. to read all the time. That's a big I used to one. Never, I used to never know what new releases, like, I never paid attention to when a book was coming out. I was like, if I go to the bookstore and it's there, cool. Great. You know? Yeah. <laughs> yeah, like the hype train people have for books. I was not aware of that at all before. FOMO? FOMO is <laughs> It will. It will. It gets you to do things that you wouldn't otherwise, you know? (laughs) There are books that I've read that I would have never even looked at where I'm just like, I need to know. I need to know what's going on. Right? Was was one of those Ice Planet Barbarians by any chance? (laughs) (laughs) Listen, I'm not going to lie. I almost bought that once in store because it was on sale. And I was like, that cover, the new cover is nice. Okay, I'm sorry. It's so pretty. And I was like, do I? Do I buy this? And then I like, no. So I don't know if you're aware, Steve, but over on the Tic Tac, there was a an author that wrote, it on the, yeah, she wrote a um, blue, baby, basically blue alien smut, and oh. it took off and you know blew up, and now it's like I think it's trad published, right? At this point, yeah, it's been republished. Yeah, yeah. Wow. I'm telling you, so, those new covers are doing pretty. everything. They're doing everything for them. The covers yeah. are better than the actual book. Like the mm. new cover. That's what I assumed. And I was like, yeah. I can't just buy this book for the book. Look, look, here's like, the I thing. I, I was in a reading smut. Smut. I was in a reading flip. I needed something fun, quick, and easy. And I started the right. second book, but I only got halfway. I've heard they mm-hmm. get like worse and worse. Oh, then I'm gonna stop with the second book then. Yeah, <laughs> just leave it. Just leave. Wait, there was a second. I didn't even know that. No, there's um, just, so ten or something. There's like yeah, so many. Really? It's like a whole saga. Wow. 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 Yeah, I um, I know that's that just came to my mind as one of those books where I was like, I know people that don't even read romance and they were like mm. i'm gonna try this you know because mm-hmm. you see it for the first time on your feed and you're like interesting yeah and then you see it for the second time you're like wow it seems to be popular and then by the tenth time you're like well what am i missing i must be missing something you know i feel like the thing with that series is that like i don't necessarily trust romance booktubers because like i know my taste it's not mm-hmm. it's not what romance booktube is into like it's just not um mm-hmm. but then you see, like, fantasy booktubers read Ice Planet Barbarians, who, like, mm-hmm. I normally trust their taste. And I'm like, <laughs> mayhaps, mayhaps, there's some world yeah. building to be had here. Like, <laughs> Somewhere in there. <laughs> Somewhere in the corner, if you look for it, you know, you might yeah. be able to find it. 
we had a couple comments back here about uh, speeds that I wanted to put up where to go. Uh, Yanni said, you still hear all those changes in tones, et cetera, because your brain has adjusted to that speed, which makes sense. Mm -hmm. You know, if you're listening on three times speed. Um, the slower the audiobook speed, the more distracted I become. Yeah, makes exactly. sense too. Lana says, I immerse and read and read faster mm -hmm. than them speaking, and it's frustrating if I don't yeah. speed it up. Yeah, mm -hmm. if I'm hybrid yeah. reading, I'll be like, I'll be at like three times. Yeah, and that's actually a really good point is hybrid reading or immersion reading is a whole new experience because mm -hmm. I, I'm, I'm terrible with names of characters and people in real life, so mm -hmm. I can't remember any audiobook narrators, but whoever narrated Daughter of the Moon Goddess, her voice Natalie is Nottis. like silk. It's like silk. Natalie and, Nottis, one of my favorites. <laughs> yeah, and so that was the first book I immersion read. And I was like, this is a new experience for me. Like I could, I felt like I was in the world, you know? Mm. I also think so. Daughter of the Moon Goddess is one of her best works. Mm -hmm. And I've read mm. a lot of, <laughs> I've read a lot of audiobooks by her just because she also reads a lot of romance ones and a lot of like sapphic mm. romances and a lot of like the Asian author romances. So I like read mm -hmm. a lot of Natalie Nottis romances on audio. Mm -hmm. But like Daughter of the Moon Goddess is like peak, peak. Mm. Mm. I mean, Daughter of the Moon Goddess is not I for mean, you, Steve. I'm just going to no. put it out there. It's not your cup of tea. But, it's perfection. It's perfection. <laughs> it's so good. It's my but, favorite. <laughs> I also adore it. Five stars. But have you ever immersion read a book, Steve? You know, I, I tried, but I tried with Malazan. So it may have been not the best choice because I mm. was trying to immersion read and I, I was already confused to begin with and it made it worse. So I just gave up. So, <laughs> I I want to try again because I hear that it really helps. I just haven't mm -hmm. tried it again yet. I find that yeah. it only helps if like the name that the audio narrator pronounces the names the same way that my brain would pronounce it. So if my if I in my head mispronounce names, I can't do an immersion read. Like I can't I can't course correct in my head. Yeah. Like I know like I actively know that I am pronouncing it wrong. Like I know it, but like <laughs> I can't I can't I can't fix it. I can't think mm -hmm. that. I was trying to do, I was rereading um, the Heroes of Olympus series and I started like hybrid reading it because like the Lost Hero, if you've ever read it, the Lost Hero is not good. It's not good. Um, and then I was hybrid reading it and he pronounces like Greek names probably the way they're supposed to be pronounced, but like in my head, that's not how they're pronounced. It's not Hera, yeah. it's Hera. Like, right. <laughs> and so I'm like, I can't do this. I got to read it physically. <laughs> yeah. I think Malazan would be confusing either way. I don't know, Tammy and Sophia, if you've seen um, Steve talk about it, but he's doing um, a group read for mm -hmm. Malazan. So they're taking a break at the moment, but um, all of them were. It. I've always pronounced it as Malazan. Same, but I like. That's Look, I have no idea what that I is. know is not pronounced Malazan, and I still do it. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> My brain can't course correct. <laughs> I'm telling you, I'd never be able to do an audiobook. Of that because <laughs> well, like I heard that series is just hella confusing, and I'm just like, mm, have fun with that. <laughs> yeah, I think we're we're going to like a uh, a part a month instead of like a book a month. We're going to like a, a section, mm. like a third of a book a month. So we're mm -hmm. going really slow. So 
-hmm. Yes, it's confusing. <laughs> That's the yeah. thing. I'm like, I feel like it's one of those series where everyone's like, if you can get to the end, if you can get through it, it's like the best series ever, like the most intricate mm -hmm. world building. And I'm like, I want that feeling. But I'm also like, that's a lot of books. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> that's a lot of pages. <laughs> You're not okay. alone. That's like 11,000 pages to get there. Yeah, it's a lot. Ooh, man. Yeah. Um. Just going back to some of our previous comments, Lana said, I still depend on BookTube to tell me what's coming out. I don't mm -hmm. have the time to research. Yeah, reasonable, mm -hmm. reasonable. Uh, but Esme yes. says, but also author, author or cover recognition because of BookTube. Like I didn't know who the hell Sanderson was before joining <laughs> BookTube, yeah. And he was heralded as a saint when I first started watching. Mm-hmm. Yeah. I think that's a good thing to keep in mind, too, is like we feel like these people are giants. But until Sanderson's Kickstarter and stuff like that, like he was not my real life friends were like, Sando, who? Like, what are you talking yeah. about? You yeah. know, I feel like it's... in general fantasy in like the general public is not mm. it's still considered like a niche genre, like because it's shelved separately because it's not mm -hmm. considered general fiction but it's like that's like a whole other conversation because you do have books in general fiction that are like speculative that you could reasonably call fantasy and yet somehow are not mm -hmm. but anyway that was just something to decide but yeah i think fantasy yeah, in general especially like high fantasy and like fantasy tomes like a lot of people just don't yeah. gravitate towards that they find it well, I mean, also intimidating mm -hmm. yeah yeah mm -hmm. and like because i'm in i'm in academia and i'm doing creative writing and so oftentimes fantasy is actually looked down upon versus mm -hmm. literary fiction where it's like mm -hmm. more praise. Like this is real fiction. This is real artistry. And I'm yeah. just like, fantasy is just That's as like, I... <laughs> One of the first tags I ever made was get to know the fantasy booktuber. And one of the questions is like, what do you want to tell people about fantasy? And I went on a rant in that video <laughs> where I was like, excuse all of you. <laughs> For who say it's not it's not the same because i was like what do you think macbeth is it's <sighs> fantasy okay you got you know all of shakespeare's works you know there's witches cackling over a, a cauldron if that's not fantasy i don't know what is you know so um i don't know i it seems like a juggernaut in this realm in this space but then mm -hmm. yeah there's still some stigma attached to it i think Mm -hmm. outside of it i mean i've always said this but like all the people i know in real life who read only read like self-help books and like mm -hmm. memoirs and i'm just like this is not the vibe yeah. <laughs> i was gonna like, not say it but how to make friends and influence people right because <laughs> <laughs> i'm in habits of highly like it was highly effective people and i'm like i don't want to be highly effective okay <laughs> mm -hmm. They definitely have their space. Those books definitely have their space. Mm -hmm. But I, I definitely agree that like the people who read in this online space and then the people who read outside of it, it's mm -hmm. completely different right. world. Two, yeah. Uh, yeah. Mm -hmm. um, let's see. Uh, I feel so, Yanni says, I feel mm -hmm. so jealous of people who can hybrid read because my brain rejects that whole idea. Yeah. yeah. I, I hadn't tried it before. Yeah, so. it, it took me a few minutes. It, I just couldn't really get into a flow with it. So I think I have to try it more, but I can definitely relate to to the comment. Yeah. Yeah. It felt weird. But mm -hmm. <laughs> uh, Lana says, Yanni, I can't listen to fantasy audiobooks without reading at least the first 20%. 
I need to read and understand mm-hmm. the world building, etc. And characters, otherwise my head says no. I sometimes that makes do this. Sense to me. Yeah. I some- if I have sense. the physical, I'll sometimes do this. Uh, audiobook narrators aren't always correct in pronunciation. Don't get me started. Like, nope. <laughs> 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 yeah, What's the- yeah. Tammy mm-hmm. recently read a book and she messaged me and she was just like, she's mispronouncing her. It's, it's always her. It's okay. So I actually really like her narration in general, but Joni Savitt Pratt did, um, she did Ray Bearer. And I think she does Legendborn too. Um, but she mm. also did Blood Like Magic, which I read the duology recently. And she just mispronounces words and like city names and like, as in like actual cities. So like she mispronounces like my city name wrong. And I'm just like, unacceptable. Unacceptable. <laughs> but it's kind of because I would imagine in my head when she was when Yanni said that they don't pronounce them correctly. I was thinking like names or something. Mm-hmm. But if it's actual real world countries, that's pretty. In oh, Ray Bearer, someone run this through a chip, you know. Oh my gosh! So like Ray in Rainbow, she uses the word Eong, Eong as mm-hmm. one of the characters as like the one of the names. And mm-hmm. I, I didn't know that, like, the country where those people, I didn't know it was inspired by, like, Korean, Korean mm. culture. And then, like, I read it physically, and it was, like, Hyung. And I was like, oh, uh-huh. that's what she meant. And so, like, when it came to, like, African names, like, she was mm-hmm. But when it came mm-hmm. to, names, like, outside of that mm-hmm. culture, mm-hmm. she was butchering them. Left and right. Really? <laughs> oh, man. And I just, like, I can't get over the fact that Ray Bearer includes a pronunciation guide in the actual in the book. Back. I'm like, why in are you back. disrespecting the author like this? Like, the author <laughs> took the time to put in a pronunciation guide, and you couldn't even follow it? Like, it make it make sense. That's, that's interesting to me, though, that it, because it's a, an official product, right? So you'd think it would mm-hmm. run through some edits, you know, like that. Oh, I don't think people. I don't think people pay attention enough. And then Sharon mm. J. Zhao recently had a situation where she talked about it. They, sorry, they talked about it on Twitter. Mm-hmm. How it was hard for them to find like a Chinese um, audiobook narrator because mm-hmm. I think they mm. got somebody. I think they got like a Japanese person to to narrate yep. it, and they the sounds are so different in those two languages. Yeah. There's no and way. So, like, the the Chinese in the book was completely butchered. Mm-hmm. I think they had to redo the entire audiobook with yeah. a different narrator. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Oh, wow. Yeah. Honestly, this is one um, of the reasons why I respect Natalie Nottis so much as a narrator because she, she mm-hmm. I think she's quite big on like TikTok, um, but she posted a video and she like cross posted it to Twitter, which is where I saw it. But she talks about how like when she narrates, she, because people asked her like, when do you pronounce Chinese words with an American accent versus like, the correct pronunciation and she says this is my general rule of thumb if the character in the book would pronounce it with an american accent that's how i pronounce it and if the character would mm. not mispronounce it and they would say it with a chinese accent i would do that and i'm like mm. that makes sense Definitely round makes of sense. applause mm-hmm. yeah i mean a tonal language like chinese versus a non-tonal language that's just that's asking the impossible <laughs> um I started my Malazan read this month. It's amazing. Best 600 characters to keep track of. It's a lot. Yes. And it it changes, it changes POV like three times in a paragraph. It is. Yeah. It's. I think this is a reread. I mean, I kind of like that though. 
I feel like mm. not enough books, not enough books are written in that way anymore. Mm. Mm-hmm. <laughs> what, are, what are you, 60? When I was young. <laughs> no, but I'm just saying, like, I feel like POV switching between paragraphs or, like, in the same paragraph is was yeah quite common. If you read, like, classics, it's, like, very common mm. there. But, like, now mm-hmm. we're so, especially in fantasy, like, we're so fixated on, like, this chapter is this POV. Or, like, the entire yeah. book is in one singular POV. Like, we don't get enough of the the POV switching mm-hmm. anymore. Back in my day. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I think this was a discussion that maybe Steve brought up actually when you said that you were going through Malazan is mm. it made you confront the fact that you want to know things right away. Yeah. Like waiting to know something. It's something we don't, you know, besides a mystery, right? You know if there's a big mystery being solved, but waiting to know who this POV is or waiting to know what the significance of this is was a challenge i think you mm-hmm. had mentioned right when you were reading it yeah definitely because you kind of get dropped in the middle of everything happening and you don't have context for what happened before or what anyone's goals are so it, it is just a you know it's you just have to let go of that desire to know what's happening you just have to just try to enjoy the ride so it is a mm-hmm. it took me a, a while and it it was a good experience for me with my reading habits yeah yeah that you know instant gratification society you know (laughs) in the exact same way like for me it's something if i see something going on or the because like sometimes there'll be the author will be like oh this traumatic thing happened and you don't know what it is and you're trying to figure it out i'm just like i need to know right now like tell me please see i love i love waiting for a good payoff like harrow the knife you gotta wait like eighty percent of the book until you know what's happening. Mm, I used to be one of those people that would like read the back of the book. Stop. We are no longer friends. Oh, so I, don't do I don't do it now, but like I knew it. back in the day. Listen, if I get bored of a section of the book, I will skip ahead like fifty pages or so and read a little bit and see if it's worth my time. And then I'll continue reading if it is. And if not, if I'm not interested in the next 50 pages, then I'm like, Deanna. That's smart. You and my mom need to be best friends because you, you, you talk about nonlinear stories. My mom makes every story nonlinear because she's like, let me jump to the middle, the end the the beginning. When I, when I read in the same room as her, she triggers me. Like I can't read in the same room (laughs) as my mom because she just skips it. I'm like, woman. Here's the thing. If it's a good story, it will be a good story no matter what order you read it in. Sometimes. I'm gonna have to stop you there. As <laughs> <laughs> uh, said, yes. Did you see yes. this stat yesterday? Apparently, there was an article no. that came out that Colleen Hoover has now sold more copies of the Bi- than the Bible. Ain't no way. Right? Isn't that wild? Like, obviously not. Like, collectively, all of her books against. The, the Bible, but like there are lots of versions of the Bible, There's I guess. No way. But, yeah. but yeah, apparently she sold more books this year than the Bible. Damn, that's isn't insane. that wild? What TikTok has done for that woman? They have revolutionized, like given her books a renaissance. Like I have never literally, seen before. Literally, like, like I don't know if you've seen Steve what you watch outside of BookTube on YouTube, but there will randomly be like a lifestyle vlogger who has like a huge oh, following right. on YouTube. And then they'll do like a, it's always Colleen Hoover, a Colleen Hoover it's reading vlog. It's always Colleen and Hoover. It'll get like millions of views. And I'm like, 
where is this coming from? Apparently TikTok. I didn't know because mm-hmm. I'm not on TikTok, mm-hmm. but they blew her up again. That's the no. same thing that happened to Ice Planet Barbarians. Like she wrote those books years ago and nobody mm-hmm. was checking for them. It wasn't mm-hmm. until TikTok blew it up and then people started reading them. Mm-hmm. Insane. The power. I mean, I can't. I was watching the documentary. It's like it's like old now. Like I think it came out like last year or the year before, but it's called The Social Dilemma. Have you have any of you seen it on Netflix? Mm-mm. Yeah. Mm-mm. And like when you watch it in context of like what us being like booktubers and being in like the the online community and like very online a lot of the times it's like very frightening quite frankly yeah Yeah. i feel like that's something i should watch when i want to have an existential crisis so i'll wait for that (laughs) (laughs) i haven't finished it yet but it's like very interesting thanks for stopping by um if you read lots of science fiction, they mess up scientific terms all the time. Oh, I would imagine. I imagine. I never read sci-fi on audio. Because, like, I, I feel like, for, for me, again, because my listening comprehension is, like, very challenged. <laughs> um, so, like, I just, if I need to use brain cells for a book, I tend to like to read it physically. And science fiction requires yeah. my brain cells. <laughs> I read Children of Time physically. And then I felt confident. And so then I read Children of Ruin audio by audiobook. And I was like, absolutely not. I listened to the first two chapters and was like, no, none of you. this is going in my brain. I actually slowed it down to one time speed too. I'm like, let me listen to this, you know, the right way. And it was not, it was not going in. So I read it physically again, because I, I can't do sci-fi. I actually read it. I read both on Audible. Wow, girl, you gotta go. Sophia's so good with audiobooks, though. I feel. Yeah, it's it's scary. I like. I wish I could be better with reading physically, but like my brain just loves audiobooks, and that's totally fine. True. Yeah. We all go through phases, right? So, Mm -hmm. like, I had a really hard time picking up any books when I came back from the States because I just got out of the habit. It wasn't like that I didn't want to read, but Mm -hmm. I, well, also Korean dramas said, hello, we exist. So I was was watching a bunch of those instead of reading, um, (laughs) binging those, (laughs) but it just took, I'm finally back in the habit. (laughs) Steve is tickled by that, but it got me back in the habit. (laughs) Yeah, they really, the girlies were right. Let's just put it that way. But um, I finally got back in the habit. So I'm reading books now. But my wrap up is going to be like, these are the two books I read in the last seven days of September, because I just haven't been able to get back into the habit until now. Um, yeah. For me, it's so weird. So like I go through phases where like I'm super into reading. I'm reading 11 books, which is a lot for me. And then the next month, I'll read two books. And then the month after that, I'm reading five. And then the month after that, I'm reading zero. It's just like I can never consistently read. Like even if I want to, I just can't. Mm. Mm-hmm. This is why I don't upload because like I'm not reading enough to upload on a daily basis. <laughs> right. Well, I, I think it's good if if you just don't feel like it, just don't do it because I think that mm. the people who force themselves to do it end up burning out, and then it's another problem. So it's good that you can. Just <laughs> <not> reading, yeah. <laughs> 
I've, I've been guilty of that too, yeah. <laughs> well, also, Steve, though, the, the number, obviously we do page chewing together, mm -hmm. this, but like the number of group reads you do is mind blowing. You're constantly on a live somewhere. Like how, I'm just wondering, is it, is it built into your schedule? How you get all of those buddy reads done? Because Sophia and I, we were supposed to read buddy read children of ruin where, when how, we just read it separately and then said, we're done, you know? So I'm just, I'm so bad at keeping up with those things. So I'm just wondering for you, what do you do? I, I try and set them up uh, every weekend. So then I can ha I have the week to read the book um, and it keeps me accountable. So like Sophia had mentioned earlier, I have to, knowing that I have to discuss it with other people, it's another level above a review because I have to have something to add to the conversation. So I try to, and it's really helped me with my comprehension and understanding. And, and I always walk away from those discussions with a different perspective that I hadn't thought of before. So it, I always learn something from everyone during those discussions. Mm -hmm. So that's what I really love about them. But um, yeah, I, I just, I, try to spread them out it doesn't always work out that way but i try to keep them spread out mm -hmm. the forum That's... is booked yes yeah. Yeah. i'm terrible yeah. at buddy reading and like it's so funny. <laughs> like i still keep offering to buddy read with people like i know it will fail but i still do it anyways it's one of my toxic traits like i see someone post the, like that they hold a book that i'm vaguely interested in and i'm like buddy read yeah. And then, and then, and then I half expect them to say no, or like, yeah, sometime in the future. But then when they message me and they're like, "Hey, you want to read it now?" and I'm like, "Sure." So basically, sure. for you, let's buddy read is let's get coffee sometime. Like that is your let's get coffee sometime. Listen, <laughs> listen. I've also fallen trapped to that once because, like, I, in college, there was this girl that I knew that was like one of the most sociable people I've ever known. And up until that point, every person that's like, "Let's get coffee," has never followed up, right? But yes. this girl, she followed up and I actually had to have coffee with her. And it was the most awkward thing of my life because I was like, I don't I don't know if we have anything in common. Like this is so strange. Everyone knows you don't actually text after that, you know. <laughs> she didn't even bother texting. She was like right then and there. She was like, Coffee, great. How does tomorrow sound? And I was like, um, sure. <laughs> Oh, oh my god. Man. Actually caught. Actually caught. I need I a really, notice to be social. I really yeah, I really need it. I need to learn from my mistakes. <laughs> oh, it's Chris. Uh, hey, Chris. Hi Chris. What is this madness? If my mind wanders while reading a paragraph, it must be reread. <laughs> yeah. That's so I think he's referring to you and my mom just popping oh. all over books, you know? Yeah, I sometimes, okay, this is, I'm exposing myself and I'm going to get canceled <laughs> for this, but sometimes, like, if I read a page, I'll just, like, read this paragraph and then I'll skip, like, to halfway down the page and then I'll go back up and, like, I'll just, like, skip across well, the you're page. Just, all right. The secrets are coming out. They are. <laughs> I don't they know, are. like, in my head it makes sense to read that way, but I guess not. <laughs> As May says, I'm with you. I'm, with I'm you, Chris. realizing now it's not normal. <laughs> well, I just have to mention uh, really quickly now that we're on the topic of buddy reads that we are discussing the Dandelion Dynasty every month. So you, you've already read it. So low, low, uh, low pressure. Yeah. And we are and, having. Uh, uh, yeah. Yeah. Please, know, go please go ahead. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> okay. Well, thanks to Steve 
uh, getting Ken Liu on page chewing, he has agreed to come to the second and the fourth live. So after Wall of Storms Ooh. and after, yeah, after uh, Speaking Bones, he will be there for the discussion. So you guys are more than welcome to join. Yeah. You, know? you got the author to come? I'm oh, so girl. Celebrity, do you have your autograph? No, uh, it was it was Taylor's doing. Thankfully, Taylor was on that stream with me because she's much smarter than I am, and uh, she could keep up with what Ken was saying. I, I was like a deer in the headlights with Ken Liu because I, I he was just he blew my mind, and I he's didn't so know smart. what to say. Yeah, he's, he's yeah. Crazy. I'll be sure to send you guys the link if in your free time if you want to watch the page chewing because that man is brilliant. Mm -hmm. So, but yeah. That's a that's a good shout out, Steve. Anyone in the comments also, you're more than welcome <laughs> to join. Um, let's see. Same, Buddy Reed, FOMO, Israel. It's like, oh, me too. I think the worst one for me ever, Buddy Reed fail, besides Sophia and I is just continuous, we're gonna read and then we don't, would be <laughs> would be with um, Oh my god, what how am I blanking on her name right now? Oh my god, she's very confused. <laughs> ah, Sydney, Sydney from the Sidbrook Bookworm. She's blown up, but we started around the same time as well. And her and Darian and a couple other people were like reading, um, uh, Rachel from Let Me in the Library as well. They were all reading Prior of the Orange Tree. Mm -hmm. And that was, it just looked very up my alley in the beginning and the, mm -hmm. the cover was beautiful. So I was like, this is a safe buy for me. I'm gonna buy this. And then for reasons I, I just, I can't explain to this day, I never read it. <laughs> So I had that on my shelf for two years. And they were like, we're doing a buddy read because we're in the same boat. And I was like, okay, who's the only one who didn't finish it? <laughs> Everyone's like, I finished it. And I'm like, I'll read it tomorrow. <laughs> and everyone, you know, everyone was like, yeah, these are my star ratings. Still haven't finished it. And it's not against the book. I don't think it's bad. I just have like a, I don't know, like a mental block with that book. I don't know if you guys have books like that as well, where it's not the book's fault. It's not the book, it's me, truly, <laughs> with that one. I don't know why. No, I can't think of one for me. It's never my fault. It's always the book's fault. <laughs> I was just going to say that. I don't see how it's my fault. <laughs> also, Taylor, I thought you were going to say me and you with my year of meats. <laughs> oh, that's another one. Oh, my God. We advertised that, too. We both we put did. it in our We were like, we're going to read. I have it right here, I think, somewhere down here. Hold on, let me get my shame book out. Mm -hmm. We bought this book. We bought it. <laughs> and we were like, we're going to oh, read that it is together. Oh, that, that is a much nicer cover than mine. Really? Yeah. Uh, I just got it from book. <laughs> Mine's like really old, so I bought it used. Yeah. We advertised it, and then both of us were like, when should we start? <laughs> we had to like set a date number. We're, we're going to start it in January, and then, we, and then it just kind of happened never happened yeah by the like january of last year okay not this year <laughs> yeah it was it's bad it's very bad uh lana made a call out to esme's reading speed saying 11 books is a lot for anyone except esme yes esme reads like people normal people breathe it's incredible yeah <clears throat> i actually read i let, wish i read slower or less sometimes, but then I just end up blazing through a shit ton of books anyway, without realizing it. It's a good problem to have. Mm -hmm. I wonder if being an only child helps me resist the majority of the FOMO. <laughs> <laughs> I don't need you all anyway, right? 
usually, unless the folks I trust are absolutely dragging a book, I don't care that much about hype from the community. Yeah. That's a good place to be. Mm -hmm. Keeps you reading what you like, so. Mm -hmm. I try to be more focused during reading, so definitely need to set aside time. Audiobooks only if a short, fun book. I do love a short audiobook. Like one that you can like just pop on, read in like one sitting. Chef's kiss amazing. And then I feel accomplished, right? I'm like, I read a book today. Yes. <laughs> yes, absolutely. What what was I reading? The Murderbot series. I did oh, do those via audio and I was so used to long form. Uh oh, Steve, you're not a fan of Murderbot. No, go ahead. I'll, I'll do that. <laughs> okay. <laughs> Well, I, I was just surprised to see like a three hour time. I was like, wow, audiobooks can be this short because I'm so used to, you know, fantasy. Twenty four hours. Yeah. Exactly. Yeah. <laughs> I'll never forget reading what was it, Rhythm of War on audio, and it was like, because I had it on my Kobo app, which doesn't tell you like, once you pass twenty four hours, it tells you in days, and so it was like, oh, wow. <laughs> time two days. <laughs> <laughs> or like three days or something because it was like a 50 something hour audiobook and then eventually it got down to two days and I was like oh, <laughs> priceless <laughs> oh my god that's the worst counting metric ever yeah it's not good I was like why no. is it telling me I have three days left of this audiobook <laughs> so Steve do you want to do you want to go after yeah. <laughs> do you want to oh, go no. spill some tea Tell us I about tried, Murderbot. I tried the first book. I thought it was okay. I, I think I went in with too high of expectations because it was mm. on the hype train at the time. But I just wasn't. It wasn't for me. It was just kind of goofy. It didn't really. It wasn't really. It was just. I'm fine with humor in books, but when it keeps going back to the same punchline, it's mm -hmm. okay. like I want to watch telenovelas essentially. Or yeah, that was like yeah. the punchline for a lot of it. Mm. Yeah. Mm -hmm. Yeah, that makes sense. And just to mention, that book is like, it's a, but like 100 pages, it's like 20 bucks. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. Novellas. I can't novellas are. Oh. <sighs> it's so offensive to me. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Even as someone, you guys know, I care about my books more than I should, how they look, right? <laughs> even for me, even for me, Tor.com novellas, I'm like, y'all are pushing me. You're Especially pushing. Especially <laughs> when they only come out in hardback. And mm -hmm. then they charge you $35 for that novella. And I'm like, excuse you? <laughs> yeah. <laughs> I remember my first introduction to Tor.com novellas was the Wayward Children series. And, you know, mm. before I, I expected them to be in a box set or something, as most things are. And then when I was like, what do you mean I have to buy them individually for $30 each? insane He's the, yeah but even the box sets are not cheaper because the murder bot box set is extortionate mm. <laughs> but they're so cute but they're so they cute are, but they're <laughs> you know? so expensive yeah. even the paperbacks though are <laughs> expensive pricey i think i have a pita jelly clark one yeah i splurged on that one but it's it's one of the books that i just opened sometimes because I like to have it, you know, it just feels good. I think the only novella of theirs I have is Embers of Salt and Fortune, which I think was a gift from you, Taylor. 
yeah, I think you yeah. got it from your yeah your wish list. Yeah. I was like, I was like, Tammy needs this physically. What is she doing reading this? <laughs> you know. Oh my gosh, I remember when Tammy first read it. It was her personality <laughs> trait for the next five months. And Listen, it's like, still my personality <laughs> trait. I just don't advertise it as much. <laughs> I still reread it on the regular. Yep. Empress of Salt and Fortune is a novella. Um, that is, it's amazing. It is beautifully written. But yeah, it was. It is Tammy. It's synonymous with Tammy. Literally. Just want to mention really quickly that I was yeah. checking. Uh, All Systems Red, the first book in the Murderbot Diary, is on Kindle Unlimited now. Oh. So just for anyone wanting okay. to read it. Interesting. Yeah. Actually, I think Tor.com must have put a bunch of things on Kindle Unlimited because someone said Gideon the Ninth is also on Kindle, Kindle Unlimited, hmm. which I thought was interesting because I was like, that's not one I ever expected to be on yeah. Kindle Unlimited. That's hmm. a surprise. Plus Maybe it's a marketing but... move. Yeah, because yeah, Nona just came out. Mm. Have you read Gideon, Taylor? No, no, I haven't. And I don't really know why. It's not that I... Maybe, you know, maybe this is why. It gives me dark academia vibes for some reason. And I'm not a dark academia girly. I don't know why it gives me those vibes. I have no idea. But it just got in my brain, maybe, that I had that. I have actually seen someone put it on a dark academia list. I don't agree with it. But I get the vibes. I, I, I can see why for Gideon, mm -hmm. like the first book, because they're in like, not a school setting, but they're like, training to become like lictors which are like ultimate necromancers basically um so i can kind of see it but it's like not really it's just like if you like unhinged fun okay i'll give it a shot There's, no one as unhinged as tamsin weir in my opinion really like, <laughs> so unhinged <laughs> Okay, well, I'll put, I mean, it's been on my radar for a while, and pretty much everyone I know loves it. So I just haven't, I just haven't picked it up. I don't know why. It's like a top, it's like a top five series for me. Mm. Mm. To look into it, then it's so good. My Amazon card's Same. gonna be full by the end of this conversation. <laughs> <laughs> it always I mean, is. If, if the first book is, is free on, on Kindle Unlimited, why not? Right. Very true. Mm -hmm. You're not losing out on anything. <laughs> yeah, Lana says I couldn't be in the same conversation as Ken Liu. I would just be starstruck and gaping like a fish. I'll be in the comments. <laughs> okay. Yep. We welcome you there. We welcome you there. <laughs> Yanni, you want a buddy read? Oh no. This is gonna be <laughs> set in stone now. Okay, let's do it. Let's buddy read it. Because if we both like it, Yanni and I disagree on everything. If she doesn't like a book, I'm gonna like it. If she likes a book, I'm probably not going <laughs> to like it. That's how that works. So if we both like it, that could be an interesting buddy read. I'm in. I'm in. We'll, we'll message. Exact experience of Priory. So I'm not alone. As May says. I've heard more bad things about Priory than good things, to be quite honest. Really? Uh, she says Priory is so one of my favorites. No, yeah, okay. Um, I but was don't supposed... you own it? <laughs> I I do actually. You unhaul it. Oh, okay. I unhauled it, but it's still in the house. I have the. <laughs> <laughs> so you didn't unhaul it. <laughs> I, like I have piles. Okay, like if you go into my living room, my <laughs> if you go into my living room, I have piles of books on top of each other that I've unhauled, and it's insane. <laughs> like I've unhauled them, 
but like I keep buying books. So like the house is just full of books. It's it's so good. <laughs> But um, I, I did like a reading vlog, and then Rue chose for me to read *Legendborn* right. and *Priory*. And I was like, "Baby right. girl," I, I was like, "No, you read in one book. I don't have the brain cell for two. Mm-hmm. And then I just lost interest. Like, it, like it yeah. took, that has been sitting on my TBR for like a year at least. And I'm just like, "Yeah, I'm gonna get to it. I'm gonna get to it." And then I never do. And it's one of those situations where I'm just like, I think it's time to admit to myself. Well, you might have a last chance because Esme said she would love to reread it with me. And then Lana mm. said, Esme, I'm down. And then is Esme making a buddy read right now? Let's do it. Like, so I think we've got <laughs> a buddy read going on. So you could have, you know, a Hail Mary last chance. I'm going to join the buddy like read. You. Everybody's going to finish it. And I'm going to be like, wait. <laughs> I'm still You'll be me last time. Look at that. All right. So we'll have to make a, a group chat after mm-hmm. with all because all of us, I think, talk, but like disparately. So I'll try to do a Twitter mm-hmm. chat after. Um, but yeah, put a bunch of first mm-hmm. in series That's MKU smart. to rope people in. Yeah, Makes sense. Mm-hmm. Listen. It's because <laughs> she's keeping me all Listen, I, I would look. <laughs> She's so fucking unhinged. I was like, you know, I read Harrow and I was like, this is kind of really unhinged. And then I read Nona and I was like, she is off the charts. Like, <laughs> this is wild. My real life is a dark academia <laughs> waiting to happen. <laughs> Maybe that's why you don't agree on things. The vibes are off. <laughs> <laughs> and last one here about Gideon is I'm currently rereading Gideon on audio, gave it 2.5 stars the first time around, but I think that was just wrong book, wrong time because I'm loving it right now. I'm not Moira, Moira? Moira Quirk, she's the audio narrator. Uh, is also just amazing. The audio is good. I wasn't sure about it. I was kind of like, cause I reread them on audio, like the first two um, before Nona came out and I was like, I don't know, like I'm not, I'm not sold on this audiobook. But then I was reading Nona, and because I have it, I had it on an ER, so I obviously didn't have the audiobook. And I was like reading it, and there were like certain lines that I would hear in her voice, and I was like, perhaps she is a good narrator. <laughs> mayhaps, you know. Mayhaps, mayhaps. I don't want to admit it, but like mayhaps. <laughs> Uh, for me, I think the only narrator that I could not do was The Gilded Wolves, whoever narrated that book by Roshni Chachki, Ch- Um That's the, the author of the book, but I don't know who the narrator was, but as soon as like, I started listening, up. I was like, this is... I heard Emily Wu Zeller. Hmm? It's Emily Wu Zeller? It's not, it's not. <laughs> okay. <laughs> I was just like, just watch it because for a really long time, like Emily Wu Zeller was like the go-to Asian, like mm. narrator. It's not. It's someone called Lori Catherine Winkle and PJ Auckland. PJ Auckland, I've heard this name before. I think it was the guy's voice that was when I turned it off and said, "I'm going to read this physically." He so. does the three body problem. Oh really? Uh, Maybe not the so first physical one. Read, maybe. Yeah. Oh, he doesn't do. Oh, he doesn't do book one, but he does the rest of them. Okay. 
Well, it's good to know for me that I should be reading this. I mean, yeah. I would have to read this physically anyway. Is there anybody problem on the audio? Come on now. Okay. Listen, listen. In my head, I was like, I'm gonna, I might read Three Body Problem. I'm gonna be a sci-fi girly. But like, <laughs> you know, my brain can only handle one sci-fi at a time. Like, I could read fantasy back to back to back, but like, I'll read one sci-fi and I'm like, great, that is great for the next six months. Right. It's like sci-fi battle scenes are very hard for me to keep up with. Like there's something about them and the way they're written. I just I'm like, I don't know what's going on. I'm just like in my head, it's just like pew 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 pew. And I'm like, I don't know. <laughs> I don't know what's going on. Well, you're reading the expanse right now, Steve, right? I think Yeah, we're on book uh book four. So, uh yeah. Uh, so reading that with uh Chris Mohan, who's in the chat. Oh, nice, nice. I haven't read it. I know Lana loves it. Um, from um, sufficiently advanced Lana, she loves the Expanse, but yeah, she's a sci-fi okay. girly. She okay. is very she much is. a sci-fi <laughs> girly. <laughs> mm -hmm. She likes the pew pew, you know. So. Mm -hmm. <laughs> I like like literary sci-fi. Like that's my kind of sci <laughs> like the sci-fi girl that Lou writes. Okay, like that's. That's what you'll go for, right? I don't think yeah. space opera isn't my jam. Because, like, I read Leviathan Wakes and I wasn't vibing with it, but, like, I read Children of Time and that deals with, like, a lot more complex themes and discussions. Yeah, about like the society. And you yeah, yeah, exactly. Mm -hmm. So I'm just like, you know, the pew pew pew, y'all can keep that. Yeah. Have fun. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> I'm going to be over here. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. If it has a connection in that way, yeah, it helps me too. Mm -hmm. um, uh, Moira Quirk is amazing, but I think I find it hard not to hear Escara. Uh, so he reads War Eternal. <gasps> really? Or she reads War Eternal. I didn't know that. I think I'm the only one who's read that here, right? I don't know what that is. War Eternal. <laughs> oh, so, uh, <laughs> well, let me, let me, okay. <laughs> okay, well, let me pull it, you know, the evidence. <laughs> <laughs> um, along the way, to that, you've heard me talk about this one, I think. Oh, right. oh, is that what mm -hmm. it is? Mm -hmm. So the, the series name is War Eternal. Um, oh, this is oh, one okay. of those books where, like, you're going to read the first couple pages or first couple chapters and know if it's for you or not. It's a very distinctive narrative voice. She's unhinged, and she's very angry. And mm -hmm. you see it from page one. So you're just, you're going to know. Um, but I didn't know that that, the, that author, that narrator, read the audiobooks for these, but um, I love these books, but I did recommend it to someone and she was like, how many curse words need to be on one page? And I was like, yeah, I should have warned you that that was kind of, <laughs> of this book. Um, so, you know, you'll know if it's for you or not. But we, I, uh, we, I think we talked on Friday about that series. I think he went back and removed some of the curse words after hearing. Mm. Oh, interesting. So I, I think he mm. went back and cleaned it up a little bit after some reviews. So, I think that's the series that we were talking about. So. It would make sense. It would make sense. You can never have too many curse words. <laughs> See, yeah, this might be for you guys then. Check it out, you know? Angry, it's like when people unhinged. review the poppy war and they're like, it's so weird that on in a fantasy based on ancient China, first of all, it's not that ancient, but like, okay, it's like the 1900s, but like, whatever. They're like, on a, on a, on a series based on ancient China that they would say words like fuck. And I'm like, but it's, but it's not like <laughs> <laughs> yeah. it's it's written for now like you realize yeah this, right mm -hmm. 
also the 1920s is not ancient China. Like, I don't know what people are saying. It's also not yeah, like, you can't, it's also you not can't, like it's, China. Well, if you want, you can't ask Americans to have a view, a longer view of the world, right? Because our history is so true. teeny tiny, you know? It's true. Like, true. What's ancient history to us is like yesterday. Isn't it even the 20s? I think it's like later than the 20s too. Opium war was... Anyway, yeah. whatever. <laughs> Point I mean, is, it's not history. ancient. Yanni <laughs> um, agrees with Tammy. First person put on my ban list. Woo! Source. Oh my mm. gosh, let me tell you. Okay, so I uh, read okay. the Poppy War before it got popular. <laughs> okay. Sophia's <That's laughs> um, right. not like other booktubers. <laughs> before the hype, okay, I was there. But so, like, I couldn't stand Rin as a character, mm. right? And Tammy loved Rin. Love like, Rin. she was just like, this is my unhinged baby. And then I was just like, I don't know, something about her is just like not vibing with my spirit. And then Rue always complained about Emily Wu Zeller and the way she did Rin. Because like whenever Rin is feeling emotional, Emily, she does this voice. Where she's like, oh my God, and then this happened, and I was feeling traumatized. Like that's how she narrated. <laughs> and so when I read the third book, I read it on Neg Galley, and I was just like, you know what? I really like Rin in this book. Like, mm. she's so unhinged. And I'm just like, I think Emily Rue Zeller, she fucked up my enjoyment of, of Rin. Because I'm just like, when I read it physically, I'm just like, I love her. She's unhinged. I'm rooting for her. Mm-hmm. But when I listen to that audiobook and she does that whiny little voice, I can't. No, I tried listening to a bit of the Dragon Republic on audio because I was like, it's just a reread. It's fine. It's fine. It was not fine. Spoiler alert. It was not fine. It was not fine. (laughs) The voices she does for like Ramza and Nuja are so inseparable. Like when she does boys' voices, that's like. She she talks like this. This is how she does the voices. (laughs) Oh, no. Oh, no. It's so bad. It's so bad and I'm it's one of those things where like if you can't do different voices just don't do it you know like when a male narrator does that hello i'm a girl or you know the opposite but like people love emily wuzeller they people name emily wuzeller as one of their top tier favorite narrators of all time and i'm like where I have no idea if I've listened because I've listened to a lot of audiobooks, but mm. we know by this point I don't know who they are. So yeah, I don't know if fair. I've listened to them. You wouldn't know. You wouldn't know if you heard <laughs> it. Now. Would, Emily if, you, if you hated your experience, it was probably her. It was probably her. Yeah, I I loved Rin. I thought she was a great character. And it made sense to me the way that the things that she did. And so many people exactly. have this just like this hate for Rin. It's like for the I just don't I don't know. I I like that character. I didn't like the third book, but you didn't like the third book. <laughs> I, I did. I did like the last twenty pages. I'll say that I did like. I, the, I did like the conclusion, but I there was a lot that. of there was a lot of a lot of wasted pages in there. But I, I, did, I, I did feel like, like I did like Rune. I understand why people don't like the Burning God because I do feel like it's like one of those things where it's like. Eh, as a standalone like narratively i don't know if it's like perfect but for me it's like she writes very much in i feel like she writes very much similarly to the way that ken Liu writes in which they are very much like theme forward like writers and so like she's basically like 
drawing these parallels and like stringing them together in a book and that's the burning god or actually that's the whole series but the burning god in particular so i feel like it's like if if you're not as invested in those like parallels to history and if you're not as invested in like those themes and you're just there for the narrative then it's like yeah perhaps the pacing could use some work but i don't care <laughs> personally <laughs> i love that you three have read it go ahead sophia it was perfection. Oh, right. so, yeah, I read it. Like I cried. I cried. I was just completely destroyed. And like, I think, okay, I am such a masochist. <laughs> like, when it comes to my fantasy, I love pain. I'm just like, kill everybody. Make me suffer. This is what <laughs> I'm here for. <laughs> and I cried. Okay. <laughs> oh, I did. I, I did definitely cry. get that. Mm -hmm. I get that feeling. You know, when you when a book makes you feel something, you know, even yeah. if that thing mm -hmm. is pain, you know, but yeah, I'm, I'm the only one that I know that didn't, the poppy war didn't work for me. So I, I, I know I, a lot of, don't worry. I know a lot of people <laughs> didn't like it. Don't worry about oh, it. Oh, really? Oh, I, they have, they haven't been in my circle. Love it but, or hate it. Yeah. There's yeah. Like, well, a lot of people don't like thing, it. Though. That's the thing though. I don't hate it. Like I, no. I actually really liked Rin in the first book. She was like her character was my favorite part about it, but everything about like the plot and how the gods are involved, I just, mm. it didn't work for me the way it was set mm. up, the way that it, it was explored. I was like, this is just not for me. So I never read the second and the third book, but I can see why people like it. Like I'm one of those people where I'm like, yeah, I can see why this is as popular as it is. It's just not, mm. it's not for me. It's just know? not for you. Yeah, that's totally yeah. fine. Um, I just wanted to put that up there that confirmation for something uh, Rob, for Rob Hayes the uh, the cursing that he went back uh, that was the one uh, Nana says there's such a thing as too many curse words and Chris says those books definitely answer that question <laughs> they do yes glad I have the paperback that isn't updated yeah yeah um, more comments on what was Emily her name Wieseller? Uh, Emily Wieseller does this with every female character they act like or sound like angry 10 year olds <laughs> that would take you out yeah. <laughs> it's just her voices are so bad you're not she, alone in being a masochist same. Yeah, make it dark brutal visceral and leave me with emotional <laughs> <laughs> i heard that in the, the meme voice no emotional <laughs> damn I haven't read it, but Nick Stewart gave kind of a brutally funny review of the Poppy War on his channel. Oh, something I'll check out. Be interested in watching. So that's actually something that that just triggered a question for me. When you decide what content to make, right? So this one is clearly kind of maybe not a rant review, but more on the negative side. When you guys decide what to make, we all know that reviews do the worst initially, but they're quote unquote evergreen content, right? So people can come back and search it later. But do you, have you ever just decided I want to do a review, but it's not worth it. Or I really hated this book and I don't necessarily want to talk about it, but it's good for my views, not views, but algorithm in general. Should I make this anyway? Like has, have you guys made any decisions like that for reviews when you post them? I like to think that I want to do more reviews, 
and then I just don't. So usually I do a review for like a book that I just like have a lot of thoughts on, whether I liked it or not. Usually it's either like a five star book or a one star book. That's kind of the general thing. Cause like if I, if it's a five star book or if it's a one star book, like I just have a lot of feelings about it and I need to put it out there in the world, but I don't necessarily like read a book just to shit on it. You know what I mean? Like I'm not a big fan of that type of content for myself because like, I'm like, if I don't like a book, I'm just not going to finish it. Um, For me, I've only done two dedicated reviews on my channel. And the only reason is because, like, I love the books so much. And I had so much to say. Like, mm. I want to do more reviews. But, like, finding the time, the energy, mm-hmm. and then, like, writing down my notes. And that's, like, another problem is, like, I don't always write down my thoughts and feelings. And so, like, by the time I get around to writing the review, it's, like, I've forgotten half of the story. Mm-hmm, same. Mm-hmm. Or it's, like, if if I didn't, like, decide very early on that I was going to want to do a review on it, like, unless I have naturally just, like, organically a lot of thoughts about the book, I just won't yeah. have enough thoughts to fill up a video. You know what I'm saying? Mm-hmm. So, like, mm-hmm. whereas, like, something like, so, like, I did that review of No Longer Human, um, mm-hmm last week whatever whenever Mm -hmm. I posted that and like the reason why there's so much content like when I first read the novel I was just kind of like this is fine it's an experience it it is what it is but then like I fell down the rabbit hole and I like read the manga adaptations and I read the other translation and I was like mayhaps I should make a video out of this because now I feel like I've consumed enough of this book I've consumed this story four times so like (laughs) let's get some content out of this (laughs) get some content out of these this these two weeks of my life that I lost (laughs) to this book <laughs> yeah. But other than that, like usually when I finish a book, like I don't really have that much to say about it. Mm-hmm. That is like non-spoilery because I also don't like to do too many like spoilers or anything. Because then awesome. I feel like it's like who's gonna watch mm-hmm. it unless they've actually read it. Also, mm-hmm. I have like this thing where like I'll request books from NetGalley and I'll be like, I'm gonna do a review before it comes <laughs> out. Never <laughs> happens. Like, Never. Um, I still need to read Babel. Like, I've had that book on my NetGalley shelf for months. My God. My NetGalley so, has been abandoned. There are tumbleweeds going through that, that at this point. I just, I'm oh actually quite God. proud of my NetGalley. I won't lie. Like, my NetGalley score is not bad. I think it's like 90%. Mistakes, really? were made, mistakes were made with the first account, but we learned. Yeah, 91%. <laughs> you did not give yourself a new slate. <laughs> I mean, I do still have four books that are unread, but it's fine. It's fine. Yeah. Like, I have a rule. Like, I, I had to give myself a rule. Like, when it comes to NetGalley, I can't request more than two books. So, like, I have this mm. and the next book in the Empress of Salt and Fortune series. I forgot what it's called. <gasps> Into the Riverlands? Yeah. So good. I read it the day I got it. I was like, I got approved. Yeah. Must read. <laughs> yeah. So, like, those two are sitting on my shelf. So, like, I can't request any more books. Until I get and review those. Mm. Like, I know. If I go down the rabbit hole, there is no saving me. Oh, I I I went went too crazy in the beginning. And I'm Mm. still paying for it. So (laughs) (laughs) there's no saving the percent ratio at this point. It just. (sighs) I feel like it's like once you start slipping, it's like a very quick descent into. Because that was my last one. I was just like oh, I'm at like 50%. Let me just get it up. I got it up to like 60%. And then it was just like, because you get confident, right? You're like, 
them on a roll, and then you go and you request books. <laughs> And you are like I'm caught up. It's fine, you know. I'm on a roll. I just read two arcs in a row. Look at me go, and then you just start requesting stuff, and then it just like, it... and then very quickly yep. you're like, oh, kidding! I have like ten on red books, and my ratios are right. Like, <laughs> and the publishers will still approve you. Like, why are you approving exactly. me when your ratio is forty percent? Like, the most annoying thing is when they approve you like two days before it comes out, and I'm like. Ugh. No, you I've had them approve me time, three right? months ago. I've yeah. had them approve me like after it came out. That's and so they annoying. took the and book then... off from that galley. And so you can't download it. <laughs> and I'm just like, wow. I, I just have to say, away. I have to. Oh, sorry, go ahead. No, I'm just saying I have to cycle back what Sophia just said to it's not, it's not um I said it's not the book, it's me. And then you're like, no, it's not, it's not me, it's the yeah. book. It's not me requesting. It's you approving me like a dumbbell <laughs> after not looking at my, my ratio. Uh, what were you going to say, Tammy? I just I had to say, I entered a that. giveaway once and it was like, it was specifically, it said it was a giveaway for an ebook of, what's that book called? I think you read it, Taylor, and you didn't like it. Kingdom of Liars? Kingdom of- Is that a book? Kingdom of Liars. That is a book. That is a book. Yes, yes, yes. It, it, yeah, 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 yeah. It's back. It's back. Yeah. So I Wasn't entered a giveaway back. with the publisher, and it said specifically said an ebook of. Okay, and then yeah. I won the giveaway, and they sent me a net galley <laughs> widgets, and I was like, Oh no! And it was already out by that point, so, so like, you couldn't get. It. Oh like, my god! What is this? You were duped. I was duped. Oh, yeah, I've I've seen some good reviews for that book, but I just my hatred of the main character could not be undone. So the whole thing was just That's over fair. for I me. I sometimes I sometimes get into that mood where I'm like hate them. I don't want to I don't want this person on the page, but it's from it's their like, perspective. So. Me with Miss Bourne. <laughs> like to be fair, I didn't I feel like it's like with Miss Bourne, it's like I love all the side characters and they are what make that series not a like two star series for me, but like Vince. Mm-hmm can't stand her cannot stand her <laughs> i don't mind her but she's not like stellar she's not she's, tippy top character she's basic. she's a mary sue she's so basic she she's so average yeah. like she has no flavor <laughs> nothing it's just That's, like it's mm-hmm. like she's nothing that special about her but also she's like a mary sue and then like the not like other girls just jumps off the page and i'm like i'm over mm-hmm. it i'm so i'm so <laughs> over you like <laughs> And I hated yeah. the romance. I hated the romance. The romance like, is trash. Okay. The romance is awful. The romance is so bad. So it's bad. So, so bad. weak. So weak. I think like... it's one of those things where Sanderson has his strengths. He really does. It's not but romance. he did not play. He did not play to them in that series. He did not. Like the the attempt at a love triangle was not. It was so bad. Can we not? Can we not do this? The strongest Sanderson ships are the unintentional ones, in my opinion. Like even in Stormlight, even in Stormlight, like uh, Adolin and Shallan, that is not a good couple. Like (laughs) Adolin and Kaladin are the better ship, but they're not intentionally supposed to be it. Like, (laughs) you know what I mean? Yeah, yeah. Well, we, um, with PL, who, you know, uh, couldn't be here, unfortunately, but mm-hmm. he wanted to start reading Sanderson. And mm-hmm. so 
Um, we're doing a deep dive. It was supposed to be in September. And I'm like, PL, look, listen, I have not done my, he read the book and I was like, I don't even have to read the books. I just have to gather everyone. I was uh -huh. like, I didn't do my part. So this is happening in October now. Um, but <laughs> yeah, bless PL's heart. He's like, I'm ready. I'm like, that is wonderful. <laughs> but it's good for you. Right. Um, so it's, you know, it's not a read along per se, it's just a deep dive for people to talk about it. So I made the reading order for PL specifically, who reads as fast mm -hmm. as Esme and, you know, is a epic fantasy author himself. So I was like, right. well, let me start him with Stormlight because I am not starting this man with Miss Morn. Like no. I'm not, I'm not doing that to him. So, no. cause I think it is Brandon Sanderson's weakest work, Miss Morn era one in all of the Cosmere personally. All um, of the Cosmere. Interesting. I love That's Elantris. So. <laughs> yeah um i know, I know. sophia <laughs> sophia hates I've it right we've had this combo so. yeah i mean um, way of kings was my first anderson so i think it's mm -hmm. a perfectly fine entry point <laughs> same same here same here so so i tend to recommend you know, warbreaker now as, mm -hmm. the, as an entry point to sanderson i think that's my my go-to mm -hmm. record Warbreaker, she was fun. She was cute. I yeah, love fun. Warbreaker. Mm -hmm. Let's. It's fun. I love it. Mm -hmm. The plot twist is great in that book. So the I think is hideous, but it's fine. <laughs> it I'm not a fan of the U.S. covers. You, yeah. Brandon Sanderson For gets Stormlight? some of these covers. Yeah. Hold on. You don't like the U.S. Stormlight covers? They're okay. They're, They're okay. okay. They're actually pretty good. I, I love them. I they're not my vibe. I hate the UK ones. Girl! I'm so sorry to your whole collection. I actually I like hate both. the UK. I hate, I, I, generally speaking, I don't like the style of cover that's like mostly black and white and then like a foggy single color. Like I hate it. I think it's so ugly. Like even like the Poppy War series, the UK, the white mm -hmm. background covers hate mm -hmm. them. That's why I have all the paperbacks. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. I just think it's so boring. <laughs> At the yeah. risk of being like, I don't know. I just, I don't like them. It's not my vibe. We disagree on something. Yay. Look at this. Uh, Look at yay. This. I actually We're like both. Twinning. I but I like love, both. I love the Stormlight US covers. I think mm -hmm. I just really like that like classic fantasy mass market mm -hmm. paperback cover. And it's so style. floppy. Like the paperback is just. The floppy oh, candy beat. I have true. them on mass market paperback, so. Oh, well. I love if them. you say words, I like mass market market paperback on my channel. They're my favorite. <laughs> You've, texted You've texted it to me, but you haven't said it out loud. My favorite form of physical uh, reading. I am in physical pain. Uh. <laughs> but they're just so cute and small and like perfect size. Yeah. Mm -hmm. I will say I really hate the newer mass market paperbacks that are like skinnier and taller. Do you know what I'm talking about? It, no, I haven't picked up a mass market paperback in ages. So I have no idea. Actually, I might. I think I accidentally on. got one. Let me on. let me find let me find an like, example. It's like this, maybe. She's gone. Yes, 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 yes. Yes. Yeah. Correct. I hate it. Mm -hmm. Despise. Like everything was fine with the old form factor that was like shaped like a brick. And then this is like, why? Nobody's hands are that long. Brick. It's a lot. No, nobody's brick. hands are that long and that <laughs> skinny. Like it just doesn't make sense to me. 
Oh, man. So do you guys have a format that you hate? Like for me, it is mass market. But do you guys have a format that you're just like, I can't, this reading experience is ruining the book? Actually, the I haven't big, read a big, mass market in so long that I don't size. even know. The big like, size. Uh, I used to be, I, okay, like for me, I'll read physical, ebook, audio. Like I'll do all and like I enjoy it. For collecting purposes, hardbacks. Mm-hmm. Um, I'm not a hardback for person. Reading, for reading, paperbacks. Like I, mm-hmm. I'm the, I will collect multiple editions. Like I, I am this mm-hmm. person. So I keep the hardbacks on my shelves looking pretty. And then like, I'll either get the ebook, paperback or audio version. I have a problem. To destroy. I have. You're not alone though. I know Steve does <laughs> that too, right? Yeah. Tammy, remember how I said I wasn't buying? Okay, I was having a conversation with Tammy and I was like, I'm proud of myself. Babel came out. I didn't get any of the special editions. <laughs> I got three. <laughs> I got no. three. And you just <laughs> said you had never read it. You hadn't read it yet. Tammy was like, I'm so proud of you. Now she's just judging me. It's fine. You know what? It's fine. Babel is a good exception to the rule, I feel. I was so proud of myself, too. I was like... Uh, I- you almost made it. You were so close. <laughs> Well, I know Steve's rule is if he gets a signed book, right, then you have to get another copy that you read, right? Yeah, I don't touch the signed copy. That's smart. Mm -hmm. Put away. (laughs) Can't touch it. Yeah, Yeah, in a safe safe space, I don't think I have any duplicates in my collection. It's bad. I don't think I do. I'm not a duplicate person because I, I have like very limited space. So it's like mm-hmm. if I already own a book, then I then I own a book. Like it's fine. My the only one I've considered getting is like just stop See, Tammy is smart though. I'm not. Okay. I also have limited space. Like the three bookshelves, I have no room. But for you that. have a lot more limited space than my limited space. <laughs> <laughs> That's true. Like, and he said, uh, I should get a mass market for my collection so I can have one of every format in my collection. I know Taylor loves that idea. You're... I love mass markets. I have a you special shelf for my mass markets, but it's like just like a smaller shelf and only mass markets fit. So that's where I keep all my mass markets. But like if you have different editions of a series within the same series, that is hard. That's really hard for me. <laughs> like if you have like a hardback and then a paperback and then a mass market in the same series that's right i don't i don't I, unless it's like a trade paperback to a hardcover like i don't i don't usually mm-hmm. mix like that if i have a mass market i will wait until the mass market mm-hmm. comes out to buy it mass markets hurt my soul or i'll yeah. switch to ebook like halfway through the series mm-hmm. like dandelion mm-hmm. dynasty i only own the first two in paperback and then i just switched to ebook for the last two Wait, also because they they change i can't talk about it I want to collect the the Dandelion Dynasty, but like I'm so late to, to the hype train. Everything is like mixed matched, and I'm just like, mm-hmm. how am I supposed to collect these? You got to get the UK edition. Nothing matches. Yeah, you got to get. You got to wait until the UK small paperbacks come out, and then you'll have like a full set. Yeah, so rude. That's basically it. I mean, we all know that how how they did him so dirty in the US versions with his <laughs> covers and his books they they did him dirty because even that. the paperbacks don't match the paperback of the veiled throne does not match the first two paperbacks 
and it makes mm-hmm. me so angry. <laughs> so angry. I remember right. it went viral. His spines, like they, mm-hmm. they even have, like, his spine. The spine is so bad. Black, 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 red. Like what? Why? Mm-hmm. Literally, why? <laughs> it's just that they have yeah. to be. They have to know what they're doing at that point because that's just trolling. Um, I have the Legends of the First Empire in paperback, and they're this weird, tall mass markets, and I honestly right. couldn't read them. They made me mad Listen, and took all the joy to my reading experience. The tall mm-hmm. mass markets are awful, truly. Mm-hmm. Uh, and then mass markets were nice in school because I could just shove those in a backpack and not feel bad if it got a little scuffed up. That's true. I have that's some what they're rough. like now mass markets that was when i was young and didn't have my own money <laughs> to buy the books that i wanted she's like i was spending other go. people's money that's fine. oh i, will. Mm-hmm. I yeah. still don't really like i just don't like spending money in general so i just like usually i i just spend the least amount of money i can on a book and that's what i will get the cheapest edition because mm-hmm. she's smart because I'm, <laughs> I'm cheap <laughs> I guess going off of that, though, and like our collections, and clearly we have different priorities, you know, for our collections. Mm-hmm. Is there like, what's the prize point of your collection? Not necessarily the most expensive, but what is like the one thing in your collection where you're like, I adore this. I'm so happy I have this. Do you guys have one or two like that? It is my signed and personalized arc of Jade Legacy. Uh. <laughs> it is like my one and only prized possession like if there were ever a fire in my building i would grab that book and go <laughs> <laughs> the book in kava right and then you're out right exactly so. just like book in one hand little carrier in the other hand yeah laptop who needs that see my signed signed jade legacy arc that is that's amazing Maybe my Barnes and Noble exclusive edition of Monstrous, and also, <laughs> and also what? And also my copy of the Poppy War trilogy, the Lumicrate edition. Uh, those uh, are nice. They are nice with the like the uh, stenciled edges, right? Yeah, uh, and a reverse this thing. Back. Yeah, you know what I mean. All right, the specs. <laughs> <laughs> Do you have one, Steve? That's a prized possession uh, of yours. I don't think so. probably the only thing would be the Drone Kingdom copy of the Drone mm-hmm. Kingdom. Yeah, that'd probably be my favorite. Just because I know PL and we spend so much time together, that having a book signed by him is special. It's special, so. yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I was gonna say that signed and personalized edition for sure of the Drone Kingdom for me. Of course, the Broken Binding editions, all of them, just because you, it's impossible to get on that list now. So every time I get a new book from that subscription i'm like Ooh, mm-hmm. you know but um actually i would have to say this one here which is a art collection from mm-hmm. one of my favorite artists that is signed and is like impossible to get hayato got it for me mm-hmm. on like a second hand like japanese website um, nice so that's probably probably the one but it's it doesn't really hold much value <laughs> to english book readers so i'm never selling that but I'd say that one. Mm-hmm. 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 Wow, I have like always this... do it so fast. Go ahead. Like, I have, 
I have a problem when it comes to special editions. I haven't read Cassandra Clare in decades, in years. I'm still buying her special edition. <laughs> Every time, oh my gosh, I would do a book haul on my channel and I'd be like, hey, listen, listen. I'm like, <laughs> I know I have a problem. <laughs> yeah. I'm also just such a sucker for special editions. I just, mm. I really am. And I was I'm on not, the hunt for Daughter yeah. of the Moon Goddess, the Illumicrate one. Mm -hmm. Resellers have lost, lost their minds. Their goddamn minds. $350 for that book. And I'm like, wow. Excuse me? Is this now leather? Leather bound? Like, this what is special? The most ridiculous thing. I've seen is I knew I, I like followed someone on Instagram that I knew got that book for free and was selling it for like over a hundred dollars. And I was like, you got it for free. At least sell it for like market God. retail price. Like hmm. so I don't know. In my I'm like I was like that just feels so like icky. Grimy. Mm -hmm. My thing is I I was looking for so like I managed to get a hand on the Waterstones edition, which was sold out everywhere for a reasonable price. Ooh, okay. okay. And then I got the hardcover and then I was trying to get the fairy loot edition. Three hundred dollars. And I'm just like, I have not reached that level of desperation. Yeah, it's I not did. worth it. There's I, no book that is worth that amount of money, in my opinion. <laughs> My yeah. so I'm just it's gonna stay no fairy loot edition. Mm -hmm. Not fine. happening, right? <laughs> mm. Yeah. Oh my gosh, okay. I think there was oh my gosh, I think I told Tammy this. There was um somebody selling that but SA Shocker Bordy. The hard David Bad? The David Bad trilogy. Mm -hmm. The first book. So like you know how UK editions they'll print it for a year and then it goes yeah. out of print. And yeah. so people sell it for a markup. Somebody was selling it for a thousand dollars. Wow. I don't think you told me this. Excuse me. I didn't. I, I'm pretty sure I sent you a link. I sent you a screen. Oh, I, maybe you did. Yeah. One thousand dollars, girl. A look, thousand mm -mm. dollars. I'm just yeah, like, mm -mm. Not worth that. it is you really can pay not rent with that money. <laughs> like, I yeah, I I'll go places, but that That's is not a place. Your bills, go. like, yeah. No. Absolutely not. <gasps> Yanni says, I have an Ark of the Grace oh of Pain. God. Wow. Oh, that is a prized possession right there. It really is. I never I buy, buy hardcovers. Hard yeah. so my Stormlight US hardcovers are special to me. And I have a signed mm -hmm. copy, copy of Empire of the Vampire mm -hmm. by Kristoff, which I also really like. Nice. Mm -hmm. uh, signed and personalized hardback of A Drawn Kingdom for me, too. Yes, PL. I love all the PL mm -hmm. love here. Uh, and hardcovers of Threadlight Trilogy. Ah, Zach Argyle's books, uh, self-pub. Yeah, they, I think oh, the last one just came out. I really, I really need to read that series. So back in 2020, <laughs> Zach actually DM'd me on Twitter and he was like, hey, I saw your review on Sword of Kaigen. I feel like you'll really like my book. And so he sent me an ebook copy and I just never read it. But now I feel like I see I see it everywhere because I got a recover, like I got a new cover and everything, and it looks really good. And I was like, oh, maybe I should read this. But I feel really bad because at the time, me being like a new booktuber, I was like so gung ho, and I was like, yeah, I'll read it. And then I just never did. Yeah, I mean, you know, shame. It happens after page chewing kind of took off. You know, I've had people reach out and say, you know, would you like to read the books? And mm. I just kind of say, you can send me a copy, and I would love to read it one day. But I really can't 
tell you when. You yeah, know? now now anyone who reaches out, I'm like, I'm so sorry. Like, I don't, I don't take review requests. Sorry. Mm-hmm. But listen, back in the day, early, early days, 2020. You were young. Like, you I, was, I was young and naive. <laughs> I was young and naive, okay? <laughs> yeah. Exactly. Because mm-hmm. you're like, oh my God, someone's reaching out to little old me. Yeah. You know what I mean? Yeah. Yeah. Like, it's like, it's the message like sense. wasn't just like a stock message. It was like, I'd watched this review that you did. And I think because mm-hmm. you like this theme, you'll like my book. And I was like, wow, okay, cool, 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 cool. Yeah. <laughs> Listen. <laughs> it's in my shame pile. <laughs> Unpopular opinion, leather bands are ugly. <laughs> They're like stuffy old Bible books. Well, you're not wrong. But some people like that vibe, so just like do you like the stuff i feel like leather bounds need to have like a whole collection to look good like Mm. it needs to be like a shelf a book bookshelf full of them you know Mm. yeah Mm. otherwise i'm like if you just have the one leather bound just looks a bit silly i can see that point hello margaret thanks for stopping by and i know esme loves thread light Mm -hmm. so yeah easy to breathe and to breeze through the whole trilogy is as big as one Stormlight book. <laughs> Fair enough. Fair enough. Yeah. yeah, and we have an OG Kenlu hype woman here. Yeah. All right, guys. Well, it is midnight for me, so I got to get going. <laughs> the time always goes so, so fast with yeah. these, as always. Um, this is a, a lovely, lovely chat. So before we go, we always like to make sure anyone listening or watching it back can know where to find you guys if they want to, you know, find your channels or on your socials after uh, anything you've got coming up, anything you want to let people know that you're doing. We'd like to let you give a shout out. So maybe start with Sophia, like before, like the intros and then go across to Tammy, if that works. <laughs> I think we should go first this time. <laughs> All right, Tammy, go ahead. Take it away. Um, yeah, you can find me on my channel. Tammy tries to read. I'm also on Twitter. Um, and technically Instagram, but I don't really use it. So like, don't, don't, <laughs> don't expect much <laughs> on that front. Um, yeah, I try to post every Friday. I am starting. I'm restarting my Chinese lit book club in nice. October, November. So stay tuned for that. Subscribe to my mm. channel if you want updates. On that. Okay. <laughs> um, so you can find me on YouTube at Fantasy Book Addict. You can also find me on Twitter at Small Baby Mochi. I don't really post frequently, but when I do post, it's quality. It's a masterpiece. <laughs> it is. <laughs> But yeah, feel free to follow me on my social media. Bye. (laughs) (laughs) Also, before we go, Steve, just in case people are watching this on my channel and they don't know you, which I can't imagine at this point, but could you let people know who you are, where they can find you? Uh, You can find me at Steve Talks Books on YouTube or pagejewing.com. We have all of our group reads and discussions and stuff there. It is under construction today, so if you visit and it looks funky, I'm working on it, so be patient with me. But, but that's thank you for your service. Yeah. (laughs) (laughs) Okay, Uh, we just had a couple last. Where did it go? Uh, here we go. 
you have to watch the replay, yes, please do. Please do. And leave a comment. Let us know what you thought. This is so much fun. Thanks to the entertainment guys. Yes, Esme, thank you for coming thank by you, as always. Yeah, as always. Ooh, just sub to Sophia. I know everyone else. Yes, we love it. This is such an amazing, fun show. I switched those words, but whatever. Uh, we're staying up for. Thanks, Lana. Um, not so few <laughs> marketing strategy. <laughs> All right. So um, if you're watching this, you probably already know who I am. But just in case, I am Taylor. This is my channel, Maybe Between the Pages. Um, you are watching Page Chewing, which is a series that I do with Steve and P.L. Stewart, the author of A Drowned Kingdom. You can look for episodes of Page Chewing with uh, authors, booktubers, Basically, anyone from any sphere of the book world we will have on this series. You can look for episodes on my channel and also on Steve's channel mm -hmm. about twice a month. Uh, but thank you, for everyone, for stopping by. And uh, we look forward to talking with you all later. Mm -hmm. See you guys. Bye.